Hello, welcome to the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 43. And real quick, before we start this week's episode, make sure you've listened to Monday's Season 3, Episode 8 with Dr. R. Scott Clark of Westminster Seminary, California on the Mosaic Covenant. What the Mosaic Covenant is, is it grace, is it works? And the phrase, one substance, multiple administrations. These are all explained by Dr. Clark. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And Thursday's book club with Amy Bird on recovering from biblical manhood and womanhood. She takes the 2010s, 2000s debates on biblical manhood and womanhood to task, especially as it relates to an improper and frankly heretical understanding of the Trinity and why we so need to focus on discipleship in the local church and not farm that out to parachurch ministries. So let's get started. We will be covering question answer 112. So just one question answer on the ninth commandments. Question, what is God's will for you in the ninth commandments? Answer, that I never give false testimony against anyone, twist no one's words, not gossip or slander, nor join in condemning anyone rashly or without a hearing. Rather, I should avoid, under penalty of God's wrath, every kind of lying and deceit as the very worst of the devil, and in court and everywhere else. I should love the truth, speak it candidly, and openly acknowledge it. And I should do what I can to defend and advance my neighbor's honor and reputation. And so Rosinus lists a couple more virtues, eight total virtues, as it relates to the ninth commandment. You'll hear some relations with the other commandments, and especially as it relates to Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. So we ask, what are the virtues of the ninth commandments? The first is truth or veracity, which is a firm purpose or choice in the will by which we constantly embrace true thoughts and opinions. Notice that constantly. We'll, we'll return back to these words and profess and defend the same according to a sense of duty and the circumstances in which we are placed keep contracts and promises, and avoid both in speech and all deceitful dissemblings, which means hiding your true motives, for the glory of God and the safety of our neighbor. He says, truth comprehends liberty of speech or boldness, which is a virtue by which we profess the truth fearlessly and willingly to give as great an extent as is required by the time place, and necessity of the occasion. Candor is a virtue which understands in a proper light things correctly and honestly spoken or done and puts the most favorable construction upon such things as are doubtful in as far as there are any just reasons for so doing and does not readily entertain suspicions or indulge in them although there may be sufficient cause for so doing and does not base any actions upon these suspicions, 
nor resolve anything in consequence thereof. So what Ursinus is saying there is not being gossipy in a sense. We know that all too well from social media, from interpersonal relationships, things that we have done ourselves. The third is simplicity, which is a virtue which honestly and openly speaks and does what is true, writes and understood in arts and common life. And simplicity is just telling the truth. It's not embellishing anything. It's just telling it simply. Fourth, constancy is a virtue which does not depart from the truth in as far as it is known, and which does not change its purpose and design without a necessary and sufficient reason, but constantly says and does what is true, just, and necessary. And you can hear in this a little bit of what we get in the Westminster Confession of Faith about 100 years later. Docility, number five, is a virtue which investigates the reasons of, the, of those opinions which are true, readily yields in a sense of those who teach or show things which are better, and that for reasons sound and convincing, and at the same time disposes the will to fall in with an assent to those things which are true and satisfactory, and to abandon what was before received and entertained. So effectively, docility is, I think I have my own opinion or my own understanding. Somebody else has a better, they have better reasons and better arguments, and therefore take the reasons of their arguments instead of arguing. The number six, this is a fancy term that he describes. Taciturnity is such a profession of truth as that which keeps to itself things that are secrets, whether true or false, and which avoids conversations that is unnecessary and useless, especially that which is untimely and calculated to give offense. That one's interesting, too. It's you have an opinion, and you know it's so easy when somebody's talking, and you really want to talk, I have this problem myself. When you really want to talk to somebody, add in your two cents. But taciturnity, as Ertina says, holds it in. Number seven, affability is a virtue which consists in hearing and answering with a declaration and evidence of goodwill. And then number eight, urbanity, not just for urban, but urbanity, is a facility and power of speaking the truth with a certain degree of grace, so as to teach, comfort, cheer, excite, and move others without being accompanied with any unpleasantness or bitterness. So in a sense, what I hope you guys hear in these eight virtues is you can't do it, is I can't do this. Again, this is the law. This is the ninth commandment. This is, this is one of those commandments that is talked about constantly, especially in 1 John, father of lies, those antichrists who all they know is lie. Jesus calls this, the devil the father of lies. And we are of the devil until we are taken in by Jesus's grace, by the will of the father implanted with the spirits. And so we cannot do this perfectly. We cannot give perfect testimony, true testimony, simply put and constantly without adding our two cents. We can't do this consistently. 
but we do know that Christ has come, has paid the penalty for our inability to, inability to do this perfectly. And not just sometimes, but our inability to do this perfectly. And because he's paid the price, because he's given us the record of his obedience and given us his righteousness, that means that we can image Christ in his perfect obedience in the ninth commandments when we tell the truth. When we're simply telling the truth, when we constantly tell the truth, when we are docile, when we allow our opinion, when it's wrong compared to something else, to take that opinion, not just as our own, but realizing that it's a better argument, whatever the case may be. So I hope you're not hearing this as this is commands that you have to do in order for you to get a better standing, even if you are a Christian, even to get a better standing in the law, because we cannot get a better standing than either condemned or perfected. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on Lord's Day 43, Catechism Saturday, on question answer 112 on the Ninth Commandments. Make sure you guys tune in to Monday's Season 3, Episode 9 on the Davidic Covenants. We'll go through the Davidic Covenants, and you guys will hear there's actually both a conditional and an unconditional piece of the Davidic covenant. So tune in to find out what that is. And then Thursday's book club with Crawford Gribbon of Ireland, our first Irish guest who comes from Ireland and is living in Ireland on his book, Survival and Resistance in Evangelical America. So it's reconstruction, theonomy, and we'll describe what these terms mean, especially as it relates to Pacific Northwest. So think Oregon, Washington, Idaho. We will see you guys next week. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of our podcast, Guilt, Grace, Gratitude. And we, as we've said before, we are bridging the gap to reformed Christian theology for your listening pleasure. So we would like to make sure this is enjoyed by others around the world and how to best do that is rate and review us on itunes yeah and you after you rate a review or instead of writing review or doing everything all in once retweeting us on twitter liking us on twitter liking us on instagram following us on both of those platforms because that actually puts in front of people's physical face this podcast these guests and most importantly the gospel the doctrines uh, that these guests are, are bringing in front of you guys. So please do that. It helps get in front of more people. Amen. And hopefully you guys are part of a local church and you're tithing. And uh, after that, after tithing, if you have any means left over, please consider donating to us to make sure our bridge is well paved and maintained and strong and sturdy. As again, we bridge the gap to reform Christian <laughs> theology. Exactly. Yeah. And you guys can find that link on Anchor, our official Anchor website. If you just go on um, our social media links, it'll it'll link you to that website. It's also at the bottom of these this podcast show notes. If you're on this podcast, this specific episode, scroll all the way to the bottom of that show notes and you guys will find a link for this for three different options of donating. So we hope you guys can help us bridge the gap, pay for shipping, get nicer stuff all for the focus of spreading the gospel further. Yep. 
all for the kingdom of God. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you guys next time.